Hey, Kelly. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Colin. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Colin. How's it going? Okay. okay. Yep. We're recording this on August 27th. Mm-hmm. And we usually record on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. And last Sunday, after we recorded, there was a news item mm-hmm. that happened that, so we haven't been in the booth kind of since then. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, without delving into like the details and the gossip of the uh, statement and essay, mm-hmm. uh, Kai Cole, who is Joss Whedon's ex-wife, uh, posted an essay kind of um, revealing hypocrisies within the like feminist persona created by Joss Whedon. Right. Revealing or accusing or ha- like discussing them mm-hmm. um, using personal details from their marriage as proof of it. And that he used uh, excuses of um, that he is a feminist and gets along with women just easier. And that's why he hangs out with them much more because he had a strong female presence in his life, uh, which was his mother, um, and used that as a shield to, like, explain why he was hanging out with women so often. But it turned out he had... uh, been she accused him of infidelity for for many years and his um yeah yeah including with people like fans Mm -hmm. people working on his show subordinates Mm -hmm. and i mean some of the phrasing of excerpts from personal letters that he had written to her is not great and i without going into the super specific details but just the one line of him explaining why he couldn't help himself around women was that he was surrounded by aggressive, needy, beautiful women, Mm -hmm. which almost kind of like weirdly deifies him in like myth where he's like, I just couldn't. Well, it also puts a lot of blame on them when those women, I mean, this isn't a full episode of Hellmouthy. If it was, we would get really into Mm -hmm. it because we like to talk about things. But it's if a person steps out of on a relationship, it's not the other it's not the third party's responsibility. No. He was he was married. Mm-hmm. So he, he wasn't drugged mm-hmm. by anyone. Mm-hmm. There's no accusation. Like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the women on your show's fault if you sleep with them. Mm-hmm. And um, a bunch of different, uh, like Whedon-esque, for example, shut down the yeah. their site. Which I think makes sense for a show like that which is like it's named after him yeah it's uh and it's, it's all things joss whedon and, mm-hmm. and the owner of it said something along the lines of like she'd been considering that for a while mm-hmm. and this was just like the right time mm-hmm. um but the scandal here's the thing so that's essentially the she this article got published in, on the wrap mm-hmm. uh, a guest column uh kai cole wrote and then it kind of had reverberations across mainstream media Mm -hmm. especially uh in geek pop culture Mm -hmm. where we reside pretty heavily Mm -hmm. so i feel like uh we wanted to kind of address it Mm -hmm. so we talk about it especially because i think it might cover some of the color some of the things that we talk about today on the show like just to acknowledge that we are thinking about it that it is something going on Mm -hmm. with us um because i think not talking about it would be disingenuous yeah because certainly kelly and i have talked about it a lot in the last week extensively yeah um (laughs) And I would say also that, like, I the reason why in my head I'm going to feel comfortable still, like, I will still watch, like, there are things about a variety of Joss Whedon projects that have always kind of, like, with me, but I still enjoy them as a whole. I still, and I'm still going to continue enjoying Buffy, and I'm going to still continue enjoying this podcast, and 
talking about this show that meant so much to me formatively. Mm-hmm. And um, this is like if you <laughs> heard uh, if you if you saw me and Colin on Hyper last week, you will. This will sound very familiar. I'm just going <sighs> to repeat the same fucking thing I said before, yeah. which is that um, that show taught me to want to be a strong person. And the content of Buffy is it belongs to everyone and is not just it didn't just like Joss Whedon didn't just barf out the entire series. It was a many, many writers um, and uh, actors and uh, like everybody that brought it to life. And then the fans who continue to let it be an entity. And because it made me, I'm, I will say, yeah, this show made me at least in part who I am. And for me to say, oh, well, now it doesn't because the creator is, you know, a gross, slimy, false feminist would give him power. And I don't want to give a man power in what kind of, in a thing that created my, who I am now. Sure. I think for me, Buffy was always important, but it's certainly more important now than it has ever been before because of the conversations that we have in this room, because of the way that we've used I mean, this show has been a way that, like, we've forged our friendship. It's Mm -hmm. been the way that we've connected with other people in our community. And it's, you know, forced us to, like, we look at it critically. I don't think we've ever looked at the show as an unperfect piece. You know, it's not the Bible. No. You know, we don't look at it as something that is is above critique. And so I think it it doesn't shake that for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes me less interested in having dinner with him. Mm -hmm. Sure. Or, like if a friend was marrying him, I'd be like, maybe you should read this essay. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's, he, he was never why this mattered to me. And so, and, and the art itself lives outside of him. So, yeah. I mean, here's the thing that also, I say, here's this thing too much. Um, (laughs) But this work, he was done. I mean, I know we've had the comics, but this show that we're going through has been done for a long time. Mm -hmm. So it's, and I already own all my DVDs. Mm-hmm. So I've given him the money I'm going to give him. Mm. And, you know, I don't need to, I feel like the crisis of conscience of like, would I keep watching the show? Like, it would be very different if this was, if Buffy was currently on the air. Mm-hmm. I think my thing would be different, but I don't know. It's a complete piece of art that is done. And and there are so many slimy people in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, power makes people slimy. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea that everybody's great. I like the, right. I, you know, I'd yeah. re- anyone who, any artist I admire, I'd love if they were a great person, but a lot of times they're not. Mm-hmm. And there's the, you know, the persona that's been out there for so many years is, a- apart from his work on all the shows and the movies and stuff like that, uh, you know, he's been a personal hero of mine since I was like 17 years old. Like huge part of my life. And part of that is like, well, he's a conscientious person and he's a good guy. And you build this sort of image of him in your mind, or I have for many, many years. And it is disheartening. And, you know, it feels like it's just very upsetting to know, like, okay, this person who I've idolized forever for multiple reasons, one of which is like he's a feminist and he's a sensitive person and he understands and empathizes with people. And that's what makes his writing so good Uh, to have that illusion sort of come down on you is a hard thing to deal with, but it doesn't for me, like you were saying, it doesn't make 
the fact that Buffy and Angel and all the and Firefly and all the other things were so like paramount to my mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. and just like absorbing that content meant so much to me, and it shaped my sense of humor, and I think it made me more empathetic. Just like watching that and learning to like fall in love with characters and watch how you know like relationships and things like that can go through adversity through these adventures. Um, you know, it's an extremely important show and, you know, you wouldn't have dozens of people clamoring to come just talk about it with you guys. And, you know, however, hundreds of thousands or millions of listeners you have every week. Mm-hmm. It was um, hundreds of thousands of millions. millions. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of millions. Mm-hmm. Um, Some people listen twice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's just like, it, it's hard to swallow, but at the same time, I can't, um, I can't turn my back on the content because it's been it's been too important to me my yeah. whole life. And that, uh, you know, it's one of those things that it's hard to justify if you like really want to get into it. And it's like, oh, well, are we supporting the behavior of this person? Are we supporting his art? There's that whole argument of creator versus content. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it, it's all very fresh still. And yeah. I don't know how it's all going to play out mm-hmm. as the months and the years go on. but. It's a disappointing thing, but I I would encourage uh, Buffy fans and Joss Whedon fans to just sort of like find solace in the shows that, like you said, gave you strength or like you know give you happiness. Um, but it's it's just a tough time in the world, and it's a tough time for women and like all of my friends. Uh, it, it's hard to watch the world sort of like be aggressively attacking all my female friends from all fronts mm-hmm. right now. And uh, yeah, it's a drag. It's a real bummer. Yeah. And I think we've always been fairly critical of the show and not like mm-hmm. negative on it, but we like, we look at it with a critical lens. How mouthy bingo. Uh, Xander, ew. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot. <laughs> um, but I think, and I'm not, spe- I, I don't know that Kelly and I have talked about this before, mm-hmm. but I would propose as a hellmouthy position mm. that you shouldn't deify any human being. No. And that every person, especially people in power, you should look at with a critical eye and an honest open mm-hmm. eye because nobody is perfect. And I'm not saying that cheating on your wife is like, Oh, nobody's perfect. Like, mm-hmm. but like <laughs> nobody deserves that kind of unquestioned adulation. Mm-hmm. And also no piece of art deserves unquestioned devotion. Um, and you know, we certainly don't practice that with the show no. or in the, in the, you know, the critical stuff that we do. Um, and so I guess I don't know that it's going to affect how I do the show, how I like com- show up here every day or not every day. <laughs> Ryan's here every day. She's practicing what she's going to say. Oh God. I didn't practice. That's why we're talking so long. And I thought this was going to be two minutes. Mm. Cause like, I, um, yeah, I, I show up every time we record, I'm going to show up the same way. Me too. And yeah, I think, you know, when the historians are going back, when someone's doing a podcast about Hellmouth, mm-hmm. <laughs> they will probably. You mean when I'm doing a podcast yes, about when Colin Hellmouthy. does the podcast. Once we finish, Colin's going to go back to Hellmouthy episode one. Mm-hmm. He's going to talk about how we were in Space Station. Like, oh, you yeah. can really feel the Space Station vibes. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think someone could track and see difference how we are since November. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, yes, every, all of the shit in the world affects what happens to us here so we're like growing and changing and being part of that but yeah Joss Whedon being a horrible husband and kind of gross on set 
I don't know. Here's the thing. If Sarah Michelle Gellar told me this and told me to stop watching Buffy because it represented a time in which she felt abused, I would stop. That's a totally different thing. That's different. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I guess that's where we are. It's like, he was a gross, and we also live in LA, so we're, there's, there's, they're fucking everywhere. Riddled with disgusting men. Ugh. And men who are enabled to be disgusting by this industry that, like, puts them in a position of unquestioned power, and it's, it's awful. Yeah, I guess I just got so upset thinking about that. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this is just like, I feel like especially here in L.A., there, it's been like the Cinefamily thing happening, various other things happening, um, where it's just like, it seems like, God, these like disgusting creeps are everywhere. But I think now that we're like, it's up to people like us to... I mean, well, first of all, it's up to people that feel the inclination to be a creep and be like, look in the mirror and figure out why the fuck you're doing that and maybe don't do that. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, it's up to us to like, to shame, not shame that behavior, but you know what I mean? Like, call it out. And, yeah. um, and also the thing too that I was noticing, and I'll wrap it up really quick, was that like, the thing that I've noticed with me and you, Ryan, with how yeah. we responded to it was disappointment, mm-hmm. sadness for Kai Cole. Sure. But not surprised. No. And that's the thing, too, where I feel like a lot of people were very shocked and upset. But I feel like uh, I don't because we didn't deify him. Mm -hmm. Because I think somewhere deep down, I always kind of knew that there were certain not that he was a full on that Joss Whedon was a full on false feminist. But there were certain things that didn't age great for me. And so like all right, we just covered (laughs) seeing red. Yeah. And it's like that kind of stuff where it's. Well, and we're going to talk a lot more about that. Yeah. In our episode. <laughs> In our episode. We got, there's, oh, jeez. Oh, so oh, much. Geez. But, um, but yeah, no. And when you think about, like, you think about how he wrote Avengers. And it, yeah. And how he's written Black Widow. And the fact that, like, it, he is not, he's never been perfect. Yeah. And so, and his work has never been perfect. That doesn't mean that his work has no value, especially because it, cause this is a collaborative medium. medium. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about novels mm-hmm. which aren't collaborative they're on the way da, da, da. but like we're not talking about that we're talking about television mm-hmm. which every episode of television i don't know 150 people right. am i ex- am i exaggerating i'm just no, trying to like i want to say it accurate like yeah. people every, create that. a lot of people it takes a lot of people to create it and then you add like suits but like it every thing every shot is composed and someone is actually doing it and someone has done the hair and makeup and someone is handling the lighting like everything that is happening is a collaboration of so many people that to like give to to then sell out a uh, that piece of art for one guy mm-hmm. that's bullshit. It's bullshit, right? I still will never watch Manhattan again. Well, okay. that's a whole nother. This, I don't know. Am I opening thing. another can no, of worms? No, because I think different. that's something it's that's different. Been, that's another thing that I feel like I've read so much. That's like, well, Woody Allen, Roman Polanski, Cosby, and now Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. What can you trust? And I'm like, whoa, whoa. pump some brakes, yeah. bro. Well, because one is. Like statutory rape, and that's I think that's also what frustrates me about it. And I don't know if it's like if it's a I know I say the word patriarchy too much. I don't know if it's like a weird like patriarchal thing or if it's like these writers, but like there is such a difference between rape and cheating on your wife, right? Well, and, because <laughs> like you, equating those two takes away the sexual agency of the mistress. Yes, when it's like mm, I mean that was just being kind of sleazy and gross. And like lying and being, and within a relationship yeah. with all consenting people, <laughs> yeah. Whereas the other people that I named are 
like they're they're criminals. They're criminals, and they're despicable. Like that. Yeah. That's the thing. As far, yeah. Like as far as you know, Joss's sins or whatever. Uh, like it could have come out that something fucking monstrous was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And the you know the reality of it is infidelity is painful and it can destroy lives and it can ruin a lot of things. That part doesn't, I mean, I don't love it, but that part doesn't bother me. The part that I find disturbing is the abuse of power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the using, using the influence and the sort of like false flag of like, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. I care about you. I'm going to like this, look at this work I'm doing for women in general at large. And then sort of using that as like a ticket in. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. to and you know, if you know, if he's going after these needy, beautiful women as he said it, like yeah. he's he's selecting the women that he's trying to trying to seduce for a certain reason. And the reason is they are seducible by mm-hmm. his power. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm turned off by the use of power to get what you want from somebody. And that's, that's really not, it's not cool. It's not attractive. And it's a disappointment to have, like I said, someone that I've seen as a hero for 15 years, uh, like find out that that's their sort of MO and you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It feels like Rex Manning day all over again. Oh God. No, right. That's what it is. It's Rex Manning day. It's Rex Manning day. Yeah. And, but, no one thought Rex Manning was a feminist. That's the problem. That's true. Rex Manning <laughs> well, never told us that he was anything besides Rex right, Manning. Right, but but that's the kind, I guess that's the kind of disappointment that I have, but it's also a kind of disappointment that is like familiar. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that's why when Kelly is like, we're not, we're disappointed, but not surprised. Right. It's like, yeah, that is part of, I think that's part of growing, not growing up, growing up, but like, yeah. Like, well, it's part of your, it's part of your experience. Kelly said something really interesting to me last week when we were talking about it. And she said, all my male Wheaton friends are, like, shocked. And all of the female Wheaton friends are like, well, should have seen this coming. Mm. And it's because, or I at least took that to mean, like, (laughs) we don't deal with that abuse and that disappointment on a daily basis. It's not necessarily ingrained in our lives the way it is for most, if not every woman at some point. Mm. And that's, uh, you know, that's, like, reconciling my own privilege in that way. I just have to like step back and let you guys sort of like like feel it and tell me what's really going on and how this like affects the world and affects our views and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's like I I will say I have never ever in my like there are things that mean a lot to me. There are movies, TV shows, whatever that mean a ton to me. Mm-hmm. I have never just as a person that I am watching uh, anything thought to myself this was perfect like this represented everything that i care about in a perfect way because there's always just some small thing so i think at the same time though there have been a lot and i don't mean to generalize but a lot of uh uh male uh consumers of weed and stuff have thought that his stuff was perfect Whereas, like, I can list, you know, 17 things that aren't perfect about these shows that I really, really love, but love, you know, love despite the imperfection. So I think that's why I wasn't like, oh, no, kill your heroes moment, because he was never perfect to me. Well, and my feminist hero at this time of in America is probably not going to be a dude. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't mean that males can't be feminists. I just, uh, no, uh, you, you, there's a privilege that you can't undo. Just like I'm yeah. never going to be the hero to the Latina community. Yeah. No matter how much I empathize and if I, like, I yeah. just don't, I don't have the creds. Also, like, okay, imagine, I'm just saying nowadays, if you're dating a guy and he, mm-hmm. like, aggressively can't stop telling you about how much of a feminist he I is. I don't buy it. Girl, I'm doing good cross fingers right now. But what if you're dating a guy and he has the same values of you, but he won't say he's a feminist? Ew. Also bad. Like if asked, like if you asked. Yeah, or like if you're just talking, because like, you know, you're in a relationship, you talk about stuff. Yeah. And then he says like, he's like well, I'm not a feminist, but I I'm, think, mm-hmm. ew. And like, but everything, all his behavior, all his actual like, his life, he lives like a feminist. I would, I would like want, I would want to figure out like, why are you not like, what, what is your damage with this word? And yeah. like, let's you figure out what go. you think. I, I would not. I'd be like, no. And he'd be like, I need to go for a walk. I'd be like, you are coming right back. We are talking right now. I can't and I'd be like, you. go for a walk. Take all your shit with you. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that wraps on this. <laughs> what was supposed to be two minutes, but. Oh my God. 22, 22 minutes. 22 minutes. Yeah, baby. You guys just got a free episode of a really sad topic. <laughs> um, I don't even want to say bye. I want to say like. Arrivederci. Or just like. Or just like. Ew. Ew to him and like to the people. Uh that are watching the show yeah like stay strong stay dope i don't know stay dope the show is more than his grossness there's a lot here and there's a lot here that is solace in times where you have to deal with gross people 